0: Vancouver lets us go on for a week. They talk to Rick Tockett, thinking that he's going to come in and save the day. And the fans are cheering, Bruce, there it is. Bruce is crying behind the bench consecutive nights. The problem is not Bruce Brujo; It is the front office, obviously. Jim Rutherford, who I thought was a successful GM. And you know what? Maybe one day he'll be a guest on the show, and I can just call him out on it. But... Having him in that front office and all the winning that he has, oh, this is good optimism for Canucks fans. Maybe this will be a good change. The actions that the way he handled it, which, let's be fair, there's probably people pulling the strings for him, he ultimately did not show that Jim Rutherford respect that I was giving him. I have lost respect for Jim Rutherford and the Canucks office. Bruce Boudreaux was not the issue. The problem is with the Vancouver Canucks. (laughs) Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show podcast, powered by the game entertainment and media. I am your host, David McCaig, Jr., and here on the Game Sports Show podcast, it is the pilot episode of our new Monday edition of the Game Sports Show, the headline podcast of the Game Sports Show. You can find the Game Sports Show anywhere. Pull out your mobile device, your desktop, your tablet, wherever you have an electronic device, to search the Game Sports Show, and we're there. Search on any audio platform as well as on YouTube to the TGEM Network YouTube channel. Again, that's T-G-E-M Network on YouTube. You can check out the Game Sports Show in the sports category of TGEM i Now, going to get through some housekeeping items here and state the agenda for this show before we get into the meat and the potatoes of this edition. But firstly, I got to give love and a shout out to a producer of the Game Sports Show, newly on board and very happy to have his expertise and just a long friend of mine that's through high school has also been a friend of mine through entirety of this podcast he's been a follower of the show and very happy to have him as a part of the producing side of the game sports show the one and only mike to so again shout out to mike to for all the produced content that you're going to see here on the game sports show Podcast. Now, the Game Sports Show has been through many different editions since its existence in the beginning of 2016. Technically, we started on December 2015. We were called Coffee with the Coach, and then we transitioned in January 2016 to the Game Sports Show, which was featured in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. And then it was on live radio on Eagle ninety five point one. Then the rest was history through Podomatic, through Podbean, through Sports Center Bar and Grill here in St. Marie, Ontario, through recording through a cell phone to now here sitting inside the T Gem Studios with the producer on the other end. We have certainly done a lot of growth since two thousand and sixteen, and a lot of additions you can catch up on on the Game Sports Show, including the Game sports show special Edition podcast, which is an interview podcast as well as you can check out top shelf which is hockey podcast you can also look at the in the Pocket segment which is a football podcast, Strike Zone which is a baseball podcast as well and many more editions that you can enjoy on the game sports show all of which you can also check out through Tgem and again through Tgem I want to give a shout out to tgem Tgem is a podcast categorized platform on YouTube that has categorized Podcast content, sports, mental health. And if you're airing a podcast, don't hesitate to reach out to yours truly to work on that podcast or get it aired on TGEM or even the Game Sports Show. Now, going to clear this up first. On Mondays, of course, we are known for the live radio edition of the Game Sports Show that's been in action since January 2016. And ever since that's been going on, that's where the Game Sports Show has grown into all these other shows. And unexpectedly in September of 2022, co-founder of the Game Sports Show, Scott Neeson, uh, tragically passed away and unfortunately left a hole with the Game Sports Show on that Monday edition. And through the Monday edition of the Game Sports Show, we did attempt to get back on live radio and do the Monday shows the way that it was, but we decided to leave it what it was and turn the page and move, for, move forward on with another edition of the Game Sports Show on Mondays. And on this Game Sports Show podcast, Monday edition, it's going to be all over the place. Just like this introduction is. It's going to be myself bringing in guests from different shows, different hosts that are on the Game Sports Show and t And overall, just talking about the world of sports in general. Hot topics in the world of sports. Not just hockey. Not just baseball. All things sports we'll cover within a half hour. Hour. And that is what the Game Sports Show podcast is going to be bringing you from an audio and video perspective. And if you want to be a guest on the show, if you've got stories to tell, don't hesitate to reach out to yours truly to be on the show. And like I said, check out the previous editions of the Game Sports Show and all the shows included on the Game Sports Show. And again, the TGM Network YouTube channel. The Game Sports Show podcast is sponsored by Flawless Roofing and Steel Incorporated. It's based in Thunder Bay and in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Over thirty years of experience, residential and commercial rooftops. Hey, you got to protect your investment, right? You got to protect your investment. You may as well start from the top. All right, flawless roofing. You can see the calendar right in the background there. Flawless roofing. We appreciate your support here on the Game Sports Show. And here for the Game Sports Show podcast, I want to give a shout out as well to the Sport Displays. Listen, if you're trying to look where to hang up that memorable jersey item or shirt in your man cave, in your garage, in your office, such as maybe the T Gem Studio, make sure you check out the jersey mount by the Sport Displays. Easy to install, easy interchange. The sport displays. Now, getting into the agenda of the Game Sports Show podcast here for tonight's upload, we're gonna be getting into a little bit of hockey, we're gonna get into some football, and if we have time, I'll try to flirt a little bit with baseball and basketball to close off the edition for the Game Sports Show podcast. And with this edition, it's just going to be yours truly featured throughout the entirety of this pilot episode. And don't hesitate to comment below on what you want to hear on this show, all right? I want to hear your feedback. I want more interaction from the fans. I want you to comment. I want you to like, thumbs down, whatever you want. Tell me, and we want you to be a part of the Game Sports Show in any which way possible. Now, Getting into hockey, there's a lot that we're going to get into, okay, but a lot of the meat potatoes that we're going into hockey is with Bruce Brujo, and I'm going to start it off by getting right into it, the first official topic of the newly relaunched The Game Sports Show podcast on Mondays, and I want to start with Bruce Brujo because, yes, it is a hot topic in sports to talk about, and hey, Bruce Brujo is a friend of the show. You can check out the previous edition that he had on the special edition upload. Just go to Spotify or Apple and search Bruce Boudreau interview, the tales of a successful professional player and coach. It was episode 15 for our special edition upload. And funny enough, on special edition 14, we had his son, Ben Bujo, who's actually coaching as well in the professional level of hockey. But we're talking Bruce right now. And on our Instagram page for the Game Sports Show, the feedback, you can check it out. If you haven't, just go to the Game Sports Show, which is at the Game Sports Show on Instagram, Facebook as well, and TikTok. Yes, we're on TikTok now, and boy, is that a new, new venue for yours truly. But if you go to the Instagram page, you can see the results. Well, over 90% of people agree, and we've had over 50 votes on that Instagram. We appreciate that in just a short period of time within the past 20 hours or so. And we appreciate the interaction from fans for that. But over 90% of individuals feel that Bruce Boudreaux was treated unfairly with his exit in Vancouver. I had my comment on there. You can check that out. But I got a lot to say here. Yes, is it a little bit of bias? Perhaps because he is a former guest. But let's speak truth. And I'm only going to speak honestly on this. Bruce Brujo has been a coach in the National Hockey League for a long time. And a lot of people don't know this. Bruce Brujo held the record in the Ontario Hockey League for the most points in a season before he was passed by a few players. And I'm not going to lame out those players because, like I said, we're talking Bruce right now. But in the world of hockey, he has made his mark both as a player and now as a coach. A lot of people know Bruce from what he did in his time with the Washington Capitals. And then yes, you have questions about how he was with Ovech, Ovechkin, but again, check out the Bruce Brujo upload we had. Yeah, all the tales in there, including when he said he would be open to being an assistant coach in Toronto. Ooh, that made me excited, but you know what? Vancouver came a call in a little shortly after. I don't know if Vancouver tuned into the podcast, but hiring him was a great decision and relieving him was a brutal decision. Now, let's go back to last year. Bruce Brujo gets hired in Vancouver. And after he gets hired, he turns around the organization. They go on a good little streak. Yeah, there's inconsistencies that are coming to a season, and a coach is not going to be perfect. A coach is only going to be as successful as a team that buys into a system, all right? You can have coaches that come in with white gloves on. Now, if you don't know what that means, let me speak that out for you. You come into a team that is well put together already, and it's easy to rotate lines. For example, if you coach the Canadian Olympic team, you don't need much thought in there. And yeah, that's a little jab to Mike Babcock, Babcock, sorry, but you don't need a lot of let's say, expertise in how to operate a team. You can put anyone on the ice at any given time. And if you've got a lineup of Crosby, McDavid, McKinnon on the, on the power play, you don't need to think who goes next in the power play. They're the ones that are going. You throw Mitch Marner on the point. You can throw Petrangelo, Shea Theodore. You don't need to think. Bruce Boudreaux came into Vancouver last year, and the team was in a similar position that it was now. It was, it was that what-are-we identity. This year, a lot worse. It's been, it's been shown a lot worse where the improvements are needed. But what was the identity of the Vancouver Canucks with Trevor Linden there, whom they still owe over $2 million for that they're paying? They're paying $2 million to Boost Brujo now, and they're paying essentially the same for Rick Tockett, okay? They're, they're hitting about the $7 million mark for three coaches that they're going through in the past year and a half. And Trevor Linden, when he was there, was a very ex no systematic coach. And I think he would have been more fitted to remain in an an AHL level coaching rank before going to the National Hockey League. Bruce Brujo though, as I said that we're talking about, Vancouver hires him last year. Things change. The ship gets right. Now in the offseason, okay, what's the identity of the Vancouver Canucks? In previous editions of summer uploads I had on the Game Sports Show, we talked about how the Game Sport or not how the Game Sports Show should trade Vancouver. Hey, hey if we ran that team, I can imagine what would be done. But how Vancouver should operate that team going into the season. And it was simple. Retool. And rebuild. But you know what? They looked at their team and said, okay, we got JT Miller, we got Pedersen, we got Quinn Hughes, we got Thatcher Demko, we got pieces here that we can add and add and potentially make a good run at a card or a playoff spot. So what do you go out and do? You go sign Ilya Mikheyev. You pay him over $4 million. He's not worth it. I can tell you as a Toronto fan, taking my whole side off here for a second, Mikheyev is not worth what you paid him. Tyler Myers, overpaid. Let's keep going down the list if we want shall we? Should we keep naming names? No, I'm not going to do that because Vancouver Canucks fans already know what they've paid to players, all right? You... J.T. Miller, the the Patterson, the the Brock Besser, the Bo Horvat. You have a good core of guys there, so I can see. All right, we needed to keep Bruce aboard. We brought a coach in that can win. Maybe we can make something happen. If it wasn't last year, this year you go into this year, and all of a sudden the volcano erupts. It just erupts. You don't understand what's going to happen now. This team has an awful start. They win a couple games. Oh, a little bit of optimism, and then woo, back it. Right back in reverse, and then Jim Rutherford comes out with those atrocious comments about his team. Said, "Okay, I'm not here." As I thought, maybe it was a little bit of changes. Essentially, is what he said. Not exact quoting him, but he did. Now he said we need some major cleanup. All right, and the worst kept secret in sports was Bruce Brodro being remained as the coach or not. The Vancouver Canucks, getting to that point, handled this situation so. So bad. I've never seen an organization, and there's been some basketball stories in the NBA. You can look at, you can look at some baseball stories about all. There's always a scandal going on. I am, if I'm the Vancouver Canucks in ownership, I'd want to step down. Okay, I'm embarrassed. Canucks Sports Entertainment. I, I am embarrassed about how they treated Bruce Boudreau. Yeah, it is one guy. It is one person. But you know what? That comes down and shows what it's like in the front office for that team. And the fans chanting, Bruce, there it is. I got chills. When that was happening last year, I was like, good for Bruce, man. This was a guy that was just looking to get back into the National Hockey League. And when he did, he got a chance with a very marquee market, a team that hasn't won a cup, wants to get turned. They have a good core of guys, as I already attested to. But then this year, he gets the blame for it. His systems and his knowledge are not, and this is not the issue. The coaching is not the issue in Vancouver. And you know what? Maybe Rick Tockett goes in and wins ten games and make me look like an idiot. But you know what? I don't think so. Because look at Rick Tockett. Does he have a winning record? No, he doesn't. Back to Bruce Boudreaux. The fans loved him, and the emotions that he had on the bench crying. I almost teared up. Because that shows the love that he has. And his press conferences at the end were saying, you never know when it could be your last. And who knows if Bruce Brujo is going to be behind the bench again. I think he would be. It's been talked about on many hockey panels can check out Saturday night. There's a, there, Elliot Friedman. I'll give him a shout out here because he uh, he's always given some good facts. He said that he feels this will open doors for Bruce Brujos and other teams. And I agree so. I agree that this will open doors. Will he be a coach? I think so. I think he should be a part of a team that is in almost a, a ready-to-win mode that did not meet those expectations and go to that team. He's not a rebuilding coach. Or maybe he should be considered as a consultant at the front office. But what he has done for the Vancouver Canucks was change what they did last year. It's like they forgot about that. They forgot about the love that the fans had for him. That was shown for the past week for the worst kept secret. And the Vancouver Canucks should be ashamed of what they did to Bruce Boudreau. That was a joke. I haven't seen an organization treat a coach like that. Not to my mind as of right now. I'm sure if I sat and thought about it a little bit more because I'm venting right now, I probably could. But Bruce Boudreau is a human being. It's somebody that you you need to look at and say, all right, yeah, it's just a business. But at the end of the day, that's a human being behind the bench. That is somebody who has to go home to a wife to see his son, to see see his grandkids, you know, and it, it affected him for the past week, knowing to go to work, knowing you're gonna get fired. Listen, it is not something you would enjoy. Think of that. You're going to your job, you know you're getting fired. Okay, how do you feel about that? You don't feel wanted. You you put the blame on yourself. Vancouver lets this go on for a week. They talk to Rick Tockett, thinking that he's going to come in and save the day. And the fans are cheering, Bruce, there it is. Bruce is crying behind the bench consecutive nights. The problem is not Bruce Brugio. It is the front office, obviously, Jim Rutherford, who I thought was a successful GM. And you know what? Maybe one day he'll be a guest on the show and I can just call him out on it. But having him in that front office and all the winning that he has, oh, this is good optimism for Canucks fans. Maybe this will be a good change. The actions that the way he handled it, which let's be fair, there's probably people pulling the strings for him. He ultimately did not show that Jim Rutherford respect that I was giving him. I have lost respect for Jim Rutherford and the Canucks office. Bruce Boudreau was not the issue. The problem is with the Vancouver Canucks. The Vancouver Canucks are the issue. Bor Horvat doesn't want to stay there. He's out. Mentally, he's gone. JT Miller's upset. Obviously, he seems to be an issue in the locker room. You you have goaltending inconsistencies and injury bug that's bothering you there. Elias Petterson Isn't that same Petterson that we saw back before? Still in a very effective player and a top, top-line guy. But it isn't the Petterson that maybe he was. But don't forget, he's not like he was a first overall. Top-five pick, for sure. But he is still the player that he's still got those inconsistencies that he's battling. But you know what? He does both sides of the game well. He snipes and he can do the two-way side of the game. And he can go down the lineup. The money you've given to Mikheyev. Tyler Myers not living up to expectations and the list goes on. It's the players that you brought in that can't buy into the expert system that Bruce Brujo offers. And it's players that are already halfway out the door because they started the year that they were. And now you're going to put the blame on the coach. And unfortunately, the blame goes on the coach first. Rick Taka will come in. They probably won't do any better. The deadline, they're going to sell off. Horvat going to Colorado. Spoiler alert. That's my prediction of where I think he's going. Sorry, sorry to the Oiler and, and Kraken fans. Uh, you're going to trade off probably, you're going to see about J- trading JT Miller, but I think that's more of a summer thing. You're going to be looking at cleaning house, right? Because now who do you want? You want Connor Bedard. They've said that. I want that first overall pick. And maybe that's why another reason they moved on for Bruce Brujo because they don't want to make him go through that. I don't know the other ins and outs, but the way they treated him was very disrespectful and awful. And Bruce, you will get hired somewhere. The Sport Show's got you back. I know you're a fan of the show, your previous guest, and I we love you. And I know Brendan Brooks, co host on the Special Edition Uploads, loves you. He was disgusted about all this as well. All the hockey fans are disgusted. And to the 10% of the people that voted on Instagram, you obviously have a different opinion and you're entitled to that. But the other 90%, I side with you because this was completely poor on how they treated Bruce Brujo. Now, get into more hockey news here. What I want to dive into for the next couple of minutes before transitioning to the next topic. The the Toronto Maple Leafs, I will dive into for a second here. It just seems against teams that are beneath them in the standings that they can't play well against. And I get texts a lot about, okay, what does Toronto need to do? I go on social media. Toronto's getting Patrick Kane. Apparently, Wayne Gretzky's coming out of retirement. They're getting Gavrikov. They're going to be getting uh, Bo Horvath. They're getting everyone, apparently. Okay, I guess Dubas has an endless amount of picks. Listen, Dubas, whom is a Sioux native, where the Game Sports Show is based out of, just to remind any listeners who are not in the region, The Toronto Maple Leafs have capped themselves with a core nucleus of guys. And now they're taking an approach where they're trying to fill those those core guys, both forward and on the defensive side, with guys that could be bargain guys or mid-range guys. You bring in Matt Murray, you're paying a hefty price for Matt Murray. He's been great up until this point. He's had some sluggish recent starts. Sam Sonoff's done well. It's been a pleasant surprise in that. The Toronto Maple Leafs, Right now, I'm going to splash these rumors about getting Patrick Kane. I would love Patrick Kane in Toronto. It would be great. Tavares needs a second line winger. Is that going to be Ryan O'Reilly? No, it's not. You got to find a guy out there that may be that Max Domi. You know, is he a top two guy? Uh, I don't know. But you got to have to get someone in there that's not going to cost you too much. Do they need a defenseman? Hey, when Riley was out and Brody was out, they showed them that the defensive side of the game has actually improved. But if you can maybe factor in a, a, a second-line guy with a second-pairing defenseman, why the heck not? Go ahead and do it. That's all I want to talk about in terms of Toronto. And With the National Hockey League, though, I want to talk about the Seattle Kraken because – they are a pleasant surprise. Look, everyone's saying when Vegas made the Cup Finals, oh my goodness, why right? the first year they made the Cup Finals. Hey, I was enjoying it. Friend of the show, friend of myself, Colin Miller, makes the Stanley Cup Finals. He's the, he's the person who scored the first goal in Vegas playoff history. You can check that out if you want to, if you don't believe me. And heck, if I'm wrong, comment below, but I, I know I'm not wrong. The Seattle Kraken come into the league last year, and they do an awful expansion draft. Like You're like, what the heck? They didn't take Tarasenko price. Okay, let's rewind that awful point. It wasn't. They looked at ways to add those depth guys and add salary cap room so they can make additions to fill out their team. They have a good shot again, Horvat. They really do, but they can have a good shot at trading for Patrick Kane. Does anyone think of that? Does anyone think that maybe Patrick Kane, yeah, going home to Buffalo, hey, I love that story, but it won't be this year. Maybe next year in free agency. Why didn't Seattle sneak in, you know, and use their, their tentacles to grab Patrick Kane? Doesn't that make sense? They have the money to a degree. They can move out the assets. They're making a good run this year. They actually have a team that is not like you're like rebuilding. They have a team that you can actually make a good run at it. In the Western Conference, it can be open. Winnipeg, there's a team that, hey, do they want Jonathan Taves because he's from Winnipeg? No, the money's pretty expensive. You're going to have to get a third team involved there. And Seattle might have to pull out a Tampa Bay Lightning trade. But that fears me, that team right there. Patrick Kane. Tampa Bay, Patrick Kane, Seattle. Tell me. That does make sense. Trades are going to be at full force this deadline. I think it's going to be one of the best deadlines we've had. And if you disagree with me, please let me know. I want to know your feedback. Bo Horvat, Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, All right, Dennis Gavrikov. The list can go on with different players. Picks, Brock Besser. I can't believe I'm forgetting Brock Besser from Vancouver. There is a lot of players that can be seen, they're way out the door. Ryan O'Reilly, I don't know why I'm also freaking Ryan O'Reilly, and for some reason, Boston Bruins stink into my mind with Ryan O'Reilly, and that haunts me, especially of being a Toronto fan. But this trade deadline is going to be very active. But at the same time, to overpay in the summer and overpay for a free agent, it's different than paying in the trade deadline. You're paying to win. You're gambling. You're at that blackjack table. You're gambling, you're throwing that extra money down. You're telling the dealer to hit because you're gambling on yourself and you're believing that you have the card. Or your card is not gonna be the bust card that's coming out over the dealer's hand and you're gonna win that hand. That is what GMs do at the trade deadline. They're gambling. They take on their group. If you've got a team that's moving out a bunch of players and bringing in new guys and trying to win, that philosophy is not going to work. You have to take out what you, need, what you need to bring in what's required. All right? For example, Toronto, Alex Kerfoot, he's expendable. Salary cap open up. Maybe that's somebody you can look at making a piece of the trade. Nick Robertson is somebody they can look at making a piece of a trade. Edmonton Oilers, they should be active. Seattle, be active. There's a lot of active teams more so than seller teams. But it's going to be interesting on how the trade deadline goes out. And for the hockey side of things today, that's what I wanted to get into was the boost Brujo and the trade deadline, and lastly, the point I want to get into hockey is with the referee. Now, I'm not here to talk about anything with refereeing. There's been a lot of criticism to the referees in the National Hockey League this year and throughout the entirety of sports, and there's a program that I know in terms of referees supporting other referees, and like I said, I, I support that side. I support the fan side, though. When if, uh, if there's not a call, I'm the one looking at the TV saying, Hey, Zeeps, what are you doing? All right, make that call. I'm talking to TV thinking that my call is going to make the decision or change the mind uh, of that ref, Wes McCauley, you know. But the the referees, again, back to the Bruce Pujo point, are human. There's going to be human errors. Same if you've got robot referees. There's going to be robotic errors too. Do you guys own a computer? You're listening to me somehow. Does your cell phone or, or computer work all the time? Look, it can't be perfect, but that's why we have video review. And I think if there's something that can improve in the National Hockey League to help with the officiating it is on the referee side uh, with review side of hockey, all right? And maybe looking at taking, reviewing penalties that happen that shouldn't. Yes, you take away the real time in the game, though, and that human-like effect. And that is something that people have to consider. I am not pleased a lot with some of the ref calls, but at the same time, we have to understand it comes with all sports, football, baseball, etc. This is the Game Sports Show Podcast. I'm David McCabe. Episode 1, the pilot of the Game Sports Show Podcast, 2023, newly launched Monday edition. We've talked hockey, and I want to give a special shout-out again to Flawless Roofing in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, in Thunder Bay. 30 years of experience. Listen, protect your investment, start from the top. I'm only going to have time to dive into football, and I might try to get a little teaser for baseball, but, hey, I got a little animated about, about Bruce Brugio, and that's, that's exciting. All right, I'm gonna try to keep it within the context. Now I got the producer on the other side. Got to make sure I try to work on my time management skills. Football. Oh my goodness, what a weekend in football! Now, if you look at the Pick'em, the In the Pocket podcast, which is recorded every Wednesday during the football season, and now I used to host that. Now we have a rotational host format that you can check out uh, on the Game Sports Show. My Pick'em has been great all year, over 60% accuracy. Yes, I still finished second, but this week, yikes! My picks were not correct, but I did gamble a lot. I think it went with my heart more. I wanted the Cinderella story with the Jags over the Chiefs. I was nuts thinking that the Jags can beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. But you know what? Mahomes gets hurt. Oh, maybe my gamble looked right. And no, I didn't gamble any money on anything this weekend. Uh, But Lawrence and the Jaguars, they put up a, a decent fight against the Chiefs, okay? But they were just the team that's a step ahead. Mahomes, that would have been the most talked about thing. If he would have lost, it still is a talk about thing, and he won with his ankle and seeing how things go with this week. I guarantee, when he left the the field, I know he was angry, but he left the field. He was already at the doctors. He probably stayed overnight at the field, okay, to get his uh, to get his ankle looked at. But that was a battle. Mahomes just staying on the field wanted to stay, wants to win that next another Super Bowl. That heart is something that you can't teach. He was so animated and emotional. That game was probably the most exciting game for the weekend for me, unfortunately. The Giants did not do well against the Eagles. We know that. There's not really much to get into. I did predict the Eagles was the only game I got right this weekend, unfortunately. The Giants had a very good season, though. They 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 exceeded expectations, in my opinion. But the Eagles, the Eagles are as well. But the Eagles just showed again how they were the better team. But that game on Saturday afternoon really had my attention. But I thought the Sunday afternoon game between the Bengals and the Bills, and I was wondering why the Bengals and Bills wouldn't have the nighttime game. But then I realized that uh, there's a new show called The Last of Us that airs at night, and it's very popular. Uh, So I'm actually happy there was this afternoon game, because if there was a game I was going to miss, it was the Cowboys 49ers. Uh, I did predict that the Cowboys were going to beat the Niners in that game. But again... I was wrong. But I want to go back to the Bengals and the Bills. Oh, Snow Joe. Oh, Snow Joe is fantastic, isn't he? Oh, the Bills just cannot get over that hump. They were my Super Bowl favorite this year. They could not just beat the Bengals. The Bengals are hungry either. They want to get back to the Super Bowl. They tasted that loss and they want to get there. And We got an exciting matchup for the Bengals and Chiefs this week. The, play, the, the, the week that I would like to say the weekend story for football that really caught my eye was that it happened almost as expected. All the teams that won were the teams that were expected to win. To the exception, there may be some people that have a difference of opinion between the Bengals and the Bills, okay? If you look at either way, this weekend provided football content that was Mahomes-driven on Saturday, then Snow Joe on Sunday – And Snow Joe throwing TikToks up, throwing the football, turning around. The guy has swag. Not only does he dress absolutely impressive, the guy plays on the field like he's been in the league for 20 years. The Bengals have a treat there in Snow Joe. I like that. I like that nickname that I was seeing all day today. But the ground, the Bengals were just able to contain the Bills. The Niners were able to contain the Cowboys – the big thing, the storyline this weekend was the Chiefs were able to uh, hold adversity and power away to win against the surging Jags. And if you're a Jaguar fan, get excited. It makes you want to play there as a player. It might be uh, time to start taking notes about Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars because next year they're going to be something. And the last thing I'll say about football, Detroit Lions fan, which is a big listener base of the game sports show, Jarrett Goff Not an interception since that Green Bay game in November. Impressive. They better keep them. The the Detroit Lions are the most talked about football team right now, and they're not even the playoffs. When I look on uh, social media, everyone's loving what the Lions did. And it was something very impressive to capitalize at the end of the year. And they made a run for it. They made it exciting. Heck, my Pittsburgh Steelers, I thought were going to be just one of the worst teams in football. Mike Tomlin keeps the record alive. This NFL season has been full of surprise, yet full of excitement in the playoffs this week. It didn't change anything. But I'm saying something about the Lions here quick. Jarek Goff, that's the guy you can believe in. He's, he's truly shown how he can lead a team. Players, again, just like with the Jaguars, makes you want to play there. And to see the Lions and the Jags get better, mm, times are changing in the world of football. For In the Pocket, we will have an edition this upcoming Wednesday, which is January the 25th. The expected host of that edition is to be E.J. Russell. I will be on the panel with Justin Heichel and the usual crew. Make sure you keep an eye on uploads on the Game Sports Show for that. Now, I was not going to get into the last topic, so I will to say out loud for baseball, the only thing I want to touch on is, yes, I miss the baseball season. I really do I really do. The Blue Jays doing this uh, renovation. Whew. Yeah, woo. All right. You got my attention. You could be in the 500 levels now where, you know, people just you could not see. Everyone looks like a little Lance. Little there's like a, there's a deck up there now. And, you know, the next couple of years gonna be a lot of different rentals. The bullpen's coming up. You need a maze to be in the outfield now. OK, and good thing they got Kevin Kiermaier in Toronto. A very good outfielder because you're going to have to figure out a way to navigate that outfield, the Rogers Center. But instead of building a new stadium to put the enhancements of the Rogers Center, I love it. I had a friend that was at the 20, uh, 2015 Jose Bautista bat flip, and he said he was right behind home plate at the second deck, so just right over the ledge, and he saw Bautista hit that home run and the stadium, because it was closed, don't forget, because it's cold. You know, when September or when October hits here in Canada, a little bit chilly. Bautista hit a home run, did the bat flip, as everybody knows, and he, my friend who has been in a lot of different stadiums, a lot of packed houses, has told me, that he's never felt a stadium, an arena, shake as much as that is. So the Rogers Centre, when that place is packed, it's Canada at its best. That is Canada, the passion that we have at the Rogers Centre. That's what's defined for Blue Jays playoff baseball. It wasn't this year when they blew that 8-1 lead against Seattle. But the Jays made some necessary moves and trades to better the team. People may disagree, but heck, aren't they bettering that stadium? Oh, comment below on what you think. I am excited to see how the finishing touches of that looks like wow that that really flies by 30 33 minutes approximately with yours truly here for the game sports show podcast powered by the game entertainment and media sponsored by flawless roofing sure incorporated and also shout out to the sport displays now i saved this for the ending of the show but there's been a rumor about the t network name change apparently some things got out uh i know what staff member mentioned a few things and i was fine with it of course but the rumors yes um i will be addressing that in the near future in regards to a t gem name but Listen it doesn't change tgem because tgem is still what it is, and it's still going to be what it is, so because you hear something doesn't mean that it's true. okay. I want you to recall that there, and with tgem if you're hosting a podcast and you want to get it on a platform, reach out to me I'll put it on there for you i'll brought, i'll I'll get you on this show. Hey, we all have a similar goal together, and that is to accomplish. Getting our our views out into the world and providing inter- entertainment, and we know the Game Sports Show does that. Yeah, we're on the sports category of TGEM. It's a separate entity than the Game Sports Show. But if you have a podcast, I want to air it. If you have a sports podcast and you want it on the Game Sports Show, that's fine. We'll air it on here. The Bitter Rivals guys do that. You can check them out on TGM, too. They're fantastic. Now, upcoming shows of the Game Sports Show. You can check out our recent special edition upload. A recent special edition upload was with Kelly Rudy. And you can see that on our Instagram, on our TikTok and Facebook. Episode number 59. And, yes, he talked about that 1993 game six, Leafs and Kings. Oh, oh I, was, I was only two. I don't remember that. I don't remember that, obviously. Uh, I was still in diapers, calling the floor, but I'm sure I gave a tantrum when uh, Gretzky didn't get that call against him when he should have. That, that obviously led to a Game 7 loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs. But you can check out that special edition up below. We will have another one coming up within the next 10 to 14 days. There'll be more details about that. We'll also have an in the pocket edition, as I mentioned, on Wednesday, and we have an upcoming top shelf edition. Going to announce that episode in the very near future. We're just figuring out some dates for that as well, and you could check out all different content on the Game Sports Show. And special shout-out to the Monday, loyal Monday listeners. The TheGamesportsShow.Podbean.com is still active. That's the site that Scott ran. I will still keep it going uh, for the near future here before we transition fully uh, in the next coming months. But all previous editions, over 1,500 uploads of the Game Sports Show content is on there that you can uh, still access for this episode. But I encourage you, if you're on Podbean, Come on over. Come on over to the YouTube channel. Get on to Spotify and Apple. Google and Amazon podcast platforms. Get on there. And you can enjoy hearing the Game & show uh, content on a different level. But hey, if you like listening on Podbean, we're still there. I want to make sure I clarified that. And this Monday edition is, uh, a, is a change from the Monday show that we usually do, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Uh, this is not a continuation of that show. What was great is now being halted. I want to be remembered as being great. This is a new chapter for our Monday editions of the Game Sports Show, and very excited to bring this to you. We're going to have multiple guests in a totally different format here for you to enjoy. And last but not least, the producer of this episode for the Game Sports Show podcast, powered by the Game Intermediate Media Pilot episode, Mike Tassoni, is the man, all right? This guy and I go way back... I was probably that annoying guy in high school where he was like, who's this guy? Okay, I didn't play football. I, I didn't play high school hockey. I, I thought I was going to the show, okay? I was that high school guy thinking I was going somewhere. But Mike has always been a great guy. He's been a friend of mine. And we have some memories. We were in Toronto at one point together, which I don't know if Mike remembers. Uh, but we had a good time in Toronto many years back. I want to say many, but it's not that truly long ago. I think it's within the past decade. But I want to give a shout-out to Mike DeSony because of the excellent work that he is obviously going to do on this episode, but all the background assistance that he's done with me up to this point with our changeover this year. And he's going to be a big part of our, uh, on the producer side of the video uploads for this game sports show podcast. And he's going to have a little bit of involvement as well, especially there's uploads as well. So you'll see a lot of Mike to and a lot of me giving love to Mike. So I want to say again, thank you to the one, only Mike to He does great stuff. All right, you'll see this just on this upload. I want to give again a special shout-out to our sponsor, Falls Roofing. Thank you again. And I want to thank you the listeners. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe on all the platforms of the Game Sports Show. You don't want to miss any of this content. It's a big year for the Game Sports Show and also for the separate entity, the Game Entertainment Media platform. A lot of big things coming. You don't want to miss it. All right? It's been your host, David McCaig, bringing you this pilot episode of the Game Sports Show podcast powered by the Game Entertainment Media. We remind you to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdown. Drain your threes and shoot your shots. Booyah. Are you hunting for a solution for your commercial or residential rooftop? Well, don't look any further than Flawless Roofing Sure Seal Incorporated. You can check out Flawless Roofing Sure Seal Incorporated at flawlessroofing.ca. You can also check them out on Facebook. Yes, on Facebook as well, under Flawless Roofing Sure Seal Incorporated. Flawless Roofing Sure Seal Incorporated has been in operation since 2012 and offers superior roofing solutions for both commercial and residential rooftops. Owner and operator Daniel Felice himself on working with only the top of the line materials including LexCon and LexCore products. With over 30 years of experience in the roofing industry Flawless Roofing provides exceptional roofing solutions and is sure to exceed your expectations. Also, currently Flawless Roofing is one of the few recognized EPDM installers in Northern Ontario. Check out their website that's FlawlessRoofing.ca Check out again their website FlawlessRoofing.ca or check them out on Facebook Flawless Roofing Sure Seal Incorporated You can contact them at 705-943-1777. Flawless Roofing Steel Incorporated, offering superior roofing solutions for both commercial and residential rooftops. Flawless Roofing, protect your investments, start at the top. We have a great fundraiser that we do with a lot of local sport teams. We're one of the first companies to offer no upfront costs. So what we offer basically is an ability for teams to sell the product ahead of time. They collect the money, they get the product at a discount and they keep 50% of the proceeds. That's brilliant. Good idea. Raise fundraising through the sport displays. Simple step-by-step plan that your sports team can follow to help raise funds. Sports can be costly for teams, players, parents, and this can be your solution. The Sport Displays was featured on Dragonstan and can offer the support you need or have you purchase a product that will allow you to display your favorite sports jerseys and shirts. If you are interested to know more, you can check out their website, thesportdisplays.com, or email us at thegamesportshowssm at gmail.com.